Okay, Rabbi Say, welcome to Erica Nita Mayor Women's Learning Division of Adash Yashurin. This is the, uh, can't tell you how many years, Baruch Hashem, this has been, that we are, uh, that we are involved in the uh, summer of inspiration for Rabbi Sun Rashi Schnell. And uh, the first thing we really have to say is that last year, I don't even remember if we did anything over Zoom. I don't think we did, right? No. I don't think so. This year, this past Shabbos, somebody in Shul named a baby. Ellie Klein had a baby daughter. He named her at the first minion, Shabbos morning at the early minion. And I stopped and I made everybody remember that this is the first time we named a girl in Shul in over a year. People had told me during Corona when they had daughters what they should do. I said, you name your daughter at the house, you, you and your wife. Make a mishabach and name your daughter. Nowhere, nowhere else to do it. Not, there was no safer territory, there was no minion, the show was closed, etc. And uh, last year there was no shear during the summer. So uh, Baruch Hashem, we are uh, we're definitely back. I would say that everybody has gone through some, uh, some trauma. And we're giving uh, a bracha, please take copies. And uh, we should all be zeicher to, uh, to be matzliach. Okay, we also, Shuas night, I know it sounds like a year ago, but it's not, it was just a few weeks ago, that um, we dedicated the shirim to all of the people who uh, had incredible issues during Corona, up to and including those people who left us, unfortunately, during Corona. And then we dedicated the shir, that's what I've written down in my notes, we dedicated the shir to those people who were... Uh, Injured, and of course those people who died during uh, Miron. And I didn't write this down because it happened on Ereshuas. All the people who were injured. There is still a number of people in the hospital from what took place in um, in Stolen on Ereshuas. So with them in mind, and of course the Matzav of Klal Yisrael, wherever they are, the soldiers in Eretz Yisrael, and the, the people living in Eretz Yisrael, and the people living in every city across the country, as the police told us on Sunday, it's still uh, nothing's posh it, and that's going to lead into what we're going to be talking about um, this afternoon. Please uh, please take copies of the from, from that pile. Okay, good. Okay, as it shows on the front cover of the, uh, of the, of the handout, we are do, dealing with Dina Machusa Dina. Dina Machusa Dina means the law of the country, of the Malchus, of the sovereign government is considered din. And for the next three parts of this series, we're going to be dealing with these um, incredible issues of how does a Jew who lives in a country deal with the laws of the government when they are not the laws of the Torah or they're not the laws discussed by the Torah, etc. Very interesting concepts which have a lot of impact. And this applies to every country in the world. It even applies to Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael has two systems. One is called the Bezdin system. One is called the Beis Mishpat. One is the Bezdin of the Halacha system. And one is called the Beis Mishpat, which is the state, the government-run system. And they have um, very serious um, issues. And uh, right now, as we all know, with the new government, in the state of Israel, there's going to be a lot of issues that everybody's going to have to contend with. But uh, we may get into that in the third year. Right now, we're starting off right now on page one, paragraph one. Here we go, Be'ez Hashem Yisbarach. Everything should be only with Aslach HaRab. Okay. Gemara starts, the, the Shia starts off today with a Gemara in Shabbos. Gemara Mesech the Shabbos says like this, in the middle of the first line, Kol Dayan, Kol Dayan Shedon Din Any judge who judges a din properly, three dayanim are sitting, two litigants come in front of the three dayanim, they present their cases, the dayanim confer, and they issue a judgment. Dayan shedon din and they issue the correct judgment. Afilu shoachas, the Torah considers these judges, what's the reward for casting judgment Upon two litigants who are willing to come in front of a person. What's the reward? Ki'ilu nasi shutif, those dayonim become partners. La Baruch Hu, the Maestro They're considered creators of the world. 
there's no higher accolade, come out to say. A person who's involved in judgment of two Jews who come to a Bezdin, he becomes a Shutuf to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Maisa Barashas. Okay. Now, a number of weeks ago, this was going back to um, before Pesach, a man who sits there every morning at 6 o'clock, being nameless, we, the first Kolo program here starts at 6 a.m., Kolo Bokeh. People are here learning at 5 a.m., but this person's here at 6 a.m. He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. He actually comes at 5.30, and he starts the learning together at a quarter to six, whatever. He's a lawyer. And he said, besides being a lawyer, I did not know, he's also a judge. He's a judge in, in labor disputes. And um, he asked the following question. And this set off a, a spark which turned into a, an incredible discussion. He wants to know, what's the halacha? Or, better stated, what does halacha say about a person who is a judge in a non-Jewish court? And two people come before him to adjudicate, and he adjudicates correctly. Is he also a partner to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the creation of the world? Now, at first, I was said to myself, what kind of question is that? Of course not. You think you could become a shutif to HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the creation of the world by adjudicating the law between two non-Jews in a non-Jewish courtroom? How could it be? How could it be? But he asked the question, and after uh, telling him that, of course, he's wrong, <laughs> then we thought a little bit more, and we said, uh, you know, maybe, not so pushing. And that took us into a into a a world of halacha which is so relevant. It, it, it is just, it, it's shocking. It's just shocking. Shocking. Well, let's go. There is a a set of svarim called the tour. The tour wrote what is called the forerunner to the Shulchan Aruch. It's called Tour Shulchan Aruch. It was written by the son of the Rush, who's known as the Tour. It was written in the 1400s. 1400s. He's the first one to divide halacha into four categories of Eirechayim, daily life, Yeridea, not daily life, but life that affects us on a daily basis. Eirechayim means davening and talis and tefillin and, and, and washing and benching and Shabbos and Yontif, that's Eirechayim. Next halacha is Yeridea, when I say daily but not, uh, not the same daily as Eirechayim, it's dealing with halachas of kashrus, with milchiks and fleshiks and non-kosher food and non-kosher wine and all those type of halachas. At the end, it deals with halachas of Avelis, Rachman, Litzlan. And then there's Ebenezer, which deals with halachas of marriage and divorce, has to show them. And then there's halachas of Cheshit and Mishpat, which deal with, with business. So the tour, when he starts off the fourth category of Shulchan Aruch, which is Cheshit and Mishpat, he begins, he begins, turn on to page two for a second, and, and I want to read paragraph four. And then we're going to go back to page one. This is the way the tour begins, Cheshit Mishpat. Awesome. He begins with a Mishnah in Perky office. The world is maintained on three things. Din, din, Now turn back, please, to page one. There are two Mishnayas in Pirkei Ovis. The first one, which is paragraph two, is extremely famous. The second one is not as famous. The first one says like this. Shimon Tzadik was the last remaining member of the august body known as the Anshe Kinesa Gedola. It was a group of 120 people. Among them, there were many in the Viam. They lasted for two years. The Kineset gets its number of 120 and its name from this august body. There were many in the Viam among them. They lasted for two years. Among what they did was they designed the text for all the Shemon of the year. Weekday Shemon Esrei, Shabbat Shemon Esrei, Yontif Shemon Esrei. Made a lot of Takonis. They lived at the beginning of the second base of Mikdash. Shimon HaTzadik was the last remaining member. He was also the Kayin Gadol. He sat on that august body. He was the Nasti. He was the leader of Klag Yisrael. Just to give you a frame of reference. Anybody know any famous story of Shimon HaTzadik? The most famous story of Shimon HaTzadik. Alexander the Great came to conquer Yushalayim. 
you know, I'm talking about he came with all his troops to conquer Yerushalayim. Shimon HaTzadik walked out in the eighth begodim of the Kayin Godel, the eight articles of clothing of the Kayin Godel, which is the big issue, is how he was allowed to do that. And he walked out to greet Alexander the Great, who got off his horse and prostrated himself in front of Shimon HaTzadik, to which his army general said to him, what are you doing in front of this Jew? He said, this is the Jew I see every night in a dream before we go to battle. And he tells me if we're going to win. He said, why are you here to greet me? He said, because those, that group of people are liars and they are defaming us. And uh, Shimon HaTzadik was given permission to take away the people who were going to, uh, who got Alexander's ear to kill the Jewish people. He changed the Psak of Alexander the Great. That's one of the mice. I mean, we're talking about Shimon HaTzadik. is an incredible person. He said the following. The world stands on three things. Learning of Torah. Avoida means the base of Migdash. When there's no base of Migdash, it means to Davin. And you don't know what that means doing Chesed. That's the Mishnah, the second Mishnah in the first parak. It's actually the first Mishnah, really, of Pirkei Abbas with a lesson, meaning stated by an individual. First Mishnah is rather historical. This is the first mission that says something. Then the last mission in the Perik says the following. Now here's the trick. What's the difference between the word omed and the word kayim? We're going to see that in a moment. That's the opening statement of the tour, this second mission that we just read. Now please go back to the tour. On pa- paragraph 5, excuse me, paragraph 4, and then we'll go into paragraph 5. When I say paragraph 4, I mean the block letters that are underlined in the middle of paragraph 4. Peter Shabenu Yoyinazah. Rabbeinu Yoyinu was one of the great Rishonim who wrote a Pirish on Pirkeovus. Pe- among other things that he wrote. Ain Perushon. It does not mean Kayim, does not mean Shevashil Shleshadvarim Elu Nivrahoilim. The world was not created. Because of Din Emes and Shol. Because at the beginning of the Perik, it already says, And they're not the same three things. Their ear, the world, the world was created for three things. That's That's the first mission. Okay, let's get this straight for a moment. The world was created because of Torah. That's how the world was created. Then he quotes Psukim, Taira Dechsev. Jump down two lines. Um, that the Torah was created for the, for, the, for the sake of the world. Double underline. Please turn to page three. Paragraph six. God chose the Jewish people Mikolumis. And he chose the base of Migdash, we call him a Kaimais. That's where we serve God. Because of the Torah and because of Avaida, the world was created. She midas chesed. The mid of chesed. That's why the world was created. Fine. Now please look what happens now. I must tell you the truth. I learned this tour. I can't tell you how many times. But after this person asked the question, we learned this tour, and the tour took on such a different meaning, and I can't tell you how relevant it is. 2021, if we went back one year, and we were learning this tour last summer, we would be so flawed, we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. It's still going to be shocking. The world is maintained, meaning, after the world was created, miskayim. The world is maintained via these three things. Through judges, who judge between man and fellow man. Please look. Second wide line in the middle of the line. If we would not have courts, might, the strong would prevail. If there'd be no courts, there would be anarchy. Now, I don't know about you. 
It used to be that I was the youngest person in this year during the summer. Now I don't know. Maybe I'm the oldest person in this year. I'm not sure. Come, come, come in. Take a copy. But I will tell you that we all know, and all of us were rattled by what took place last summer throughout this country. I'm not stating any public or political opinions, but I am stating that I don't think I will ever forget that shuls were closed a year ago, Pesach. Then shuls, we reopened on Shavuos. Anybody remembers? We only allowed to have 11 people in a room. We only had 42 people or 44 people in the whole shul. We had four rooms plus a tent outside. We opened up initially. Women couldn't come to shul because we had no room. We had a, we had only have a minion. We had 11 people, so we could have one extra. That's all the government allowed us to have in a room. And we opened up Shuas. Shuas, I believe, was a Friday Shabbos. It could be it was a three-day yontif, Thursday, Friday Shabbos. I don't. I think. It was, I don't remember. I don't remember. We opened up and we davened. Again, davened with 10, 11 people in each room, plus a tent outside. Sunday night at 7 o'clock, I got a phone call that there are 25 cop cars at Best Buy. Somebody threw some type of um, rocks through the window of Best Buy, and there were a number of people representing Black Lives Matter, and they were at Best Buy, right here on Howard, right? Six blocks from the show, a block and a half from where my children live. And they called and asked what we should do. And we shut the shul for Minchamayr. We didn't open for Minchamayr. I was, I would say I was fairly traumatized. They have to put out a call to close the shul. We Baruch Hashem were able to reopen with permission from the police Monday morning, the next morning. Call the Olam Gvar. Call the Olam Gvar. Whoever is stronger wins. Call the Olam Gvar. Frightening. But we lived through it, right? Did we not live through it? Right? Cold Olengvar. I um I very really I I would say I, I, I stopped. I, I don't listen to the radio anymore. I was a I was a news um, I don't know what the right word for it is. You know, I, I listen to the news all the time. Whenever we drove anywhere, my kids couldn't take it. Every hour on the hour, I had to listen to the news. Ah, but it's the same thing. They're not saying anything different. I, I had to listen to the news. I don't turn on the radio anymore. I can't stand the things that they report about, that they talk about. But then, I was driving with my wife. We got permission. We couldn't fly. We drove to Baltimore. And, uh, and that was the day that they attacked the Capitol. I listened to the radio straight for four hours. I'm not telling you that the reports, in my humble opinion, were accurate. I didn't know what was going on. My only access was on the radio. What is that? What is that? I'm an American. You're Americans. I was born in America. My parents were born in America. My grandparents lived in America. My great-grandparents lived in America. My great-great-grandparents lived in America. Whoever dreamed of such a thing, right? 9-11 was... Enemies attacking us. Here their own Americans attacking us, climbing the capital. If there is no din, there is no country. Back in paragraph six. Now we're in the end of the second wide line. Sheker doesn't have a foundation to stand on. It collapses eventually. Without MS, we can't function. Without MS, we can't function. Can we function when the newspapers say they're not reporting the MS, they're reporting what they want to report with their slant? All the news that's fit to print is no longer applicable. They said so themselves. They fired people who did not keep the party line. Right? I'm not saying who's right and wrong. I'm not getting into the discussion of who, who you voted for for president. It's irrelevant. I'm getting into the discussion of all the news that's fit to print that's not fit to print by their own admission. What happens when there's no MS? When people say, let's pack the courts. Let's pack the courts. What does that mean? Finally, 
What does Shola mean? We're obligated to daven for the welfare of our government. Why? When he approached the Minister of Education of Poland, begging him not to require that the Chadorim have to learn Polish language or should be subjugated to the government desires. It looks to me like people are a little cold. Is that, is that correct? Anybody cold? Yeah. Okay. So, what does it mean, Shalom, for the government? Otherwise, that a man would swallow his fellow man alive. Look at paragraph 8. Look at paragraph 8. Says Rabbi Yeruchim Levovitz, the Mashgiach of the Mir Yeshiva, somebody we quote very often, he died in 1936. He was one of the greatest thinkers of the 20th century. He says like this, when we don't think about another person, Paragraph 8. We don't understand or feel that person's presence at all. Until we come to the point where it says in the Mishnah, people will swallow people alive. Says Rabbi Rucham. Doesn't say you kill people. Ain't no horror go. Doesn't say you kill people. It says you kill a person and then you pardon the expression, and then you cannibalize the person. It says, Chayim below. You eat the person alive. That's what's going to happen. And the person who is dying is screaming for help. How is it possible a human being can swallow another human being alive? A few people here say, what in the world are you talking about? So I, I said over, whenever I said over this Mishnah, I said over what happened in the state of Illinois, in which we live. A woman is driving a car, and she hits another man. She hits a human being with her car. And the person slides up the hood, and his head and shoulder go right through the windshield. And the woman continued driving until she drove home with the man with his head and shoulder through her windshield. She parked the car in a garage. The man screamed for two days until he died in her car. And when asked why she didn't save him, she said she didn't hear him. You want to know what chemicals were in her body? I have no idea. You want to know what she was doing? I have no idea. Right? Pretty graphic. I'm looking at your faces. Pretty graphic and disgusting story. You know who says that story? The Mishnah. That's what a human being is capable of doing. Mishnah said this. We're talking about Rishnayis 2,000 years ago, 2,100 years ago, more than that. If there is no Sholon in the country, if no one has anything to fear, if you call my phone right now, it says, hi, can't come to the phone right now. just want to mention that Sunday we had a Kiddush Hashem here at the picnic. We had eight policemen, we gave them a plaque, we thanked them. If you, I can't even repeat everything on the, on the on, I don't want to put everything on the recorder. If you would hear what the policemen said about what's going on with police in our city. One thing I will say, they all said, hands down, I didn't speak to every one of them. I spoke to the sergeant who I'm very friendly with over the last two years, even before Corona started, when we had a higher regard. Remember those days? We had a higher regard. We still have a guard. Forget about Corona. Remember what happened in Pittsburgh? Rachman Hassan, everything else that happened. He told me that, um, that all the cops in the city of Chicago want to come to West Rogers Park because people waved to them. He said this publicly when he spoke. People waved to them. And they say hi, and they say thank you, and they give them something to eat. And in other sections of the city, people use their hand, 
and they signal other things with their hand. It's a cop. You know, the people who used to think they were not, they're not afraid of any a cop. A nice man. Okay. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So let's, let, let, let's just put these things together right now. Din, MS, Shalom. Without them, it's a Churban. <laughs> it's a Churban. Without MS, without Din, without MS, it's Shalom. It's anarchy. And again, we don't need any riot. We lived through it. We saw the riots in this country burning down police stations. Right? Again, I'm not taking sides. I'm just saying what happens. We saw storming the Capitol. Right? Okay. Guess what? Look at paragraph 7 on page 3. The tour concludes that if we have a din emeslamitoi, then a person is Nasa Shutab Hakadosh Baruch Hu b'Maisa Bereishis. The Gemara we started off with in today's shir. Isn't that amazing? The Torah says that if this is what we do, we are considered a Shutab Hakadosh Baruch Hu b'Maisa Bereishis. Now turn over or turn to page four. It's unbelievable. Person becomes a shutif to Kurdish Barhu, but my sabracious if he's done then Emeslamita. Scary. Top of page four, paragraph nine, underlined in the block letters in the middle. What happened to the Dora Mabu? They did all types of Averis at Dora Mabu. Terrible Averis in the realm of promiscuity. What does it say? What happened to the Dora Mabu? Why was the Dora Mabu punished at the end of the day? Because of incest. Because of all the horrible things they did. Bestiality, everything they were doing. No. It says, Fourth line. Nimsa, Shadayan, a judge. Hamishaber, Zeroos, Ramos, Harishoyim who, so to speak, pulls under his control the hands of the Rishon, and he takes what they stole and returns it to the people who are the rightful owners, that's considered and that creates Shalom, which is the Ratzon of the Bayriz Barach, becomes a partner in the Briah. I want to ask you something. You know, the Shutra Lakarish Baruchu in the Bria. At the time of the Mabel, were there any Jews? No Jews. If there were no Jews, how could you become a Shutra Lakarish Baruchu in my separations? One. Two. Paragraph 10. Rambam. Rambam says something here which is incredibly interesting. One of the seven mitzvahs of Bnei Noyach is making courts. Right? You know that? One of Shavu Mitzvah Meinoyach is to making courts. You want to know to what extent it goes? It's unbelievable here. Rambam says in paragraph ten, start right at the beginning of your paragraph. They're obligated to appoint judges. at every single city. to warn the people. And a Ben Noyach who transgresses one of the Sheva Mitzvahs Ben Noyach, he gets killed. Ketzah. If he's over by the Zorah, if he euphemistically blesses Hashem, or he kills, or he's involved in promiscuity, he's involved in promiscuity. Continues the Rambam and says, or Eva Menachai, eating an animal alive. Okay. Now, Umetnezeh, this is an unbelievable Rambam now. Four lines from the bottom where it's underlined. There's a story in the Torah, which if you think about the story, it's very, very uh, incomprehensible. The Shvatim went ahead and wiped out a whole city called Shechem. Right? 
It looks like it's trickery. You know, everybody should have a bris milah. When you're weak, we'll come and attack you. Okay. Why did they kill Shechem? Why was Shechem Chayav Misa? And don't tell me because of what one person did to Dina. That person is Chayav Misa. The rest of the country shouldn't be Chayav Misa. Why did the Shvatimor go ahead and kill the entire Shechem? Says the Rambam. You know why? They were Mechayav Shechem. Shechem was Chayav Misa. Kol Bali Shechem Hariga Shari Shechem Gozal. Shem was involved in thievery. And they did not set up courts to deal with the thievery. And therefore they were Chayav Misa. Isn't that a power? That's why they were Chayav Misa. Because they didn't set up courts. Um, when was Shem? Before they were Jews or after they were Jews? Oh. After? Before. Before Martin Tyre or after Martin Tyre? Before. There were no Jews before Martin Tyre. Avram was a Jew, whatever that means. But the Jewish nation did not begin until Martin Tyre. And they killed out an entire city because they didn't keep the Sheva Mitzvah. But they It's a Pella. It's a Pella. Okay? Now, if we stop for a moment. I would ask you a question. If a person judges in a secular court and judges correctly, does he become a shutif to a Kaddish Baruch Hu or Well, the Torah says we need emes, din emes and shalom, otherwise we have no world. And then he brings a proof from the Dara Mavel, which were not Jews. Then from Shechem, which were not Jews. The title of the Shir is called Dina the Machusa Dina, which is not a Jewish country. It doesn't mean Dovra Melech. Dina Machusa Dina means France, Spain, Portugal, United States, Canada. I'm asking you a question now. If a person is a judge in a secular court, and he judges correctly, and he adjudicates, does he become a partner to a Kaddish Baruch of Meisabrashus? What do you think? I'm not telling you that you don't have to pass in the show. I'm asking you, what do you think? Yes or no? Yes. yes. yes? Sounds like it's a yes. Okay, now, we're, we're, here, we're here at 6 o'clock in the morning. This is going on for weeks. We're fighting back and forth. Every day we learn this, every day we learn that. We're fighting back and forth. What's the halach? Okay, now let's go. Turn, please. Page 5. Page 5. Okay. Page 5 starts off with a halacha, which unfortunately is also relevant. It's relevant, and it's, um, it's something which is um, abused. Halacha is abused. Osir lodon bifnei dainayakum. Two Jews are not allowed to go to a non-Jewish court to adjudicate between themselves. Even in a judgment, that they judge according to Jewish law. And even if both people, both parties are willing to go, it's us. Anybody who goes to a non-Jewish court, Russia. It's as though he's a blasphemer and a cursor. And he raised his hand against the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu Olvashol. That's a pretty severe statement. Pretty severe statement. Now, there is times, there are times, when it's possible to go to a non-Jewish court if a person goes to Besdin and the second litigant refuses to come to Besdin. It's a complicated process. Sometimes it's called a heterakos. Sometimes a Besdin will allow and write up a heter a permit for a person to go to court. But the second party who refused to come, which allowed Bezin to tell the first party they can go to Jewish court, he's not in good shape. Or she's not in good shape. You must go to Bezin. And it was a Taina 50 years ago in America, there weren't that many, but they did. True, Baruch Hashem, this shul is one of the places that's been a trailblazer. We have people learning Chayshem Mishpat. We've had double digit DNA Torah. 
here in Adash Yashurin, one of the rooms in Adash Yashurin, of course the CRC in the city, Rabbi First, that's in our city, not every city is able to adjudicate Dine Torah, good, so you have to go to a different city, nowadays is Zoom, many people permit having Dine Torah over Zoom, but flippantly to say that we are not going to Besden, but we are going to court, is a very serious, very serious uh, um, transgression, very serious transgression. Okay, that's number one. That shows the, I would say, not only importance, but the difference between a Jewish court and a non-Jewish court. Then there's our halacha like this. This is a Gemara in Makis. Many of your sons, grandsons, husbands, fathers, grandfathers, uncles have learned this Gemara. The Gemara says like this. A person who kills someone accidentally in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, if he kills someone accidentally, he does not get the death penalty. But instead, he has to run to what's called an air miklat. Permission is given. I'm not going to go into it now because it's, it's very uh, it, it, it's very interesting, but it's also not so easy to uh, to um, you know to uh, to explain in a short period of time. A person who kills somebody b'shoigeg has to run to an ir miklat, a city of refuge. There were 48 cities of refuge. These cities were run by the Levim. Now, why did he have to run? Because if he didn't run, the relative of the deceased was allowed to kill him. Okay, it's again, it's a complicated partial what's going on, why he's allowed to kill him, etc. He's allowed to kill him. So one is the Rode, the Goyal Adam, the person, the Goyal Adam is the person who's trying to run after the person who killed. For those people who may have grown up in America watching cowboy and Indian shows, there was a, a Westerns, there was a line, he killed my pa. <laughs> And I'm going to kill him for it. Okay? Now, how does a person get out of the Amiklot? If the Kohen Gadol dies. What's the Kohen Gadol's connection? Great question. The Kohen Gadol dies, everybody in the Amiklot who is there because they killed accidentally goes free. Says the Mishnah now, paragraph 12. If before the courts decided that this person killed accidentally and has to go to the Amiklot, Mace Kayin Gadol, the Kayin Gadol died before the verdict. Umano Acher Tachtov, and they appointed another Kayin Gadol in his place before the verdict was completed. Nigma Dino, then the verdict was completed. Chayzer, he now is free to leave the Emikla with the death of the second Kayin Gadol. Bottom of the paragraph, underline, four lines from the bottom. Where it says, Menan Emili, how do we know this? You go out with the Kayin Gadol. Gemara says, "Amrav Kahanu the Makrots a pasuk in the Torah b'Yashabad Meisa Koyin Gadol Hashemashu Hashem b'Shem and Akodesh v'Chihu Moishchay Elazesh Nimshach b'Yomav that that Koyin Gadol who was anointed during this time, he's the one whose death will free the murderer who killed B'Shoigeg and let him out of the Yemichla." Frek to Gemara Kash. Why is this Koyin Gadol responsible? My Havelei Lemevad. What should he have done? Bish, Laima, if he was the Kayin Gadol during the time of the murder, you could say he should have preached more. Um, that people should be careful. When they build things, they should be careful. When they drive, they should be careful. He should have been preaching about people should be careful. I'm putting in a plug right now that we have a new thing in our community. Things change all the time. I asked the children of my block, who it's very difficult to talk to, because they are zipping by me on electric bikes or on electric scooters or on segways. I've asked them, how fast are you going? One told me this can go 19 and a quarter miles per hour, between 10 and 20 miles an hour, 21 and a quarter miles an hour. And I'm putting in a plug. They should all be wearing helmets. They should all be wearing helmets. The Kohen Gadol had to tell people to wear helmets and to wear seatbelts, and so somebody killed Bishaygeg. But this person... Killed before the Kohen Gadol was appointed Kohen Gadol. So, my have will never. What do you want him to do? Hoyo Levake Shrachamim, the bottom line. He should have davened. Sheyigma Adino. As soon as he got appointed Kohen Gadol, that moment, one of his responsibilities was immediately to daven that anybody who's in the middle of a court proceeding, the verdict should be he's not guilty. Okay, that's a Gemara. Asher of Desla, paragraph 5. 
L'chura tamua. What does this mean? V'chiyomus. Mishum shalayis pavel. Shiyitu atayonim bedin. What do you want the guy God to do? Everybody should be declared innocent who's in the middle of a trial. What? The dayonim should make a mistake? What are you asking for? What kind of feel is that? Ulam abiru. She'im is pavel. Hatzadik avor harosha. If a tzaddik davens for a rosha, ba'chet magia al yedei zel letikuno, through the tefillah of such an important person, in shemayim we don't know what this means. In shemayim that sin can be rectified through that tefillah. Hari bedin shemayim kvar nifta chayte meyansho. The chayte is already parted from his punishment. We ain't no zokuk oid letikun al yedei golus. He no longer needs golus. What does this mean? Look at look at Reb Desla. Reb Desla died in 1959. Also, he was one of the greatest philosophers and thinkers of the 20th century. Bezdin should find the schus for the rotzayach through the tefillahs of the kaygadol. Kizel geder elokim nitzav vadas keil. That's a pasuk. The Pusik states that God stands in the courtroom. In that room, which is my office, we once had a din Torah between two women. The first 16 a Torah of the Cheshen Mishpachel were between two women. Each case was between two women, and each case was about shaitals. The manufacturer sent 42 shaitals, the retailer said they only got 36. The manufacturer cut the shaital, and the person who bought the shaitel said you cut it incorrectly. The person died the shaitel. The person said you died it incorrectly. You know, each case, one case was for $3,000, one case $4,000, one case was $150,000, but the person who sent shaitels, well, you know, a whole bunch of data. One didn't tell you, and I, I regret that I didn't tape this. Not what I said. I, I regret I did not say what the woman said. And the didn't started. I said, listen, this room may not be so august, you know, the non-Jewish courtrooms of the world are very august buildings, right? Fancy buildings. I said, there's a little room over here. But in this room, right now, when we start this procedure, God comes into this room. God comes into this room. In the non-Jewish world, let's take the United States of America, we have separation of church and state. That is a bracha. Any Jew who lives in this country, separation of church and state is a bracha. Otherwise, they'd pass it according to the religion, Rahman like we had for all the thousands of years that we were in Gullis and bounced around like ping pong balls all through all the countries, Rahman al-Islam. Separation of church and state is, is incredible. By Klai Yisrael, not only is it not separation of church and state, the church is inside the state. God comes into the courtroom. And the woman who lost said after the Dentorium, she said, I felt God's presence. I don't feel like I lost. I feel like I was told what was right. Was such a, she said it in such a beautiful way. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just sorry I didn't tape it. She was incredible. Zakhar of Desler, Kaddish Baruch Hu Noisein Das. Kaddish Baruch Hu is involved in the thinking process of the Dayanim. Umenal esachrosam elo emes haperimis. Hamuchletas hayedua achlamayla. This is called, and he makes an incredible diuk. A diuk means looking into the words of Chazal. This is how we started here. Anybody who judges, MS, Lanus. What does it mean? Anybody who makes a judgment of truth to truth. What does it mean? Truth to truth. Finish. Says of Dessler, And then there's a Madriga that's even bigger than that. What does MS Lamitoy mean? That if you look at the case biopically, this person should go to an Miklat because he killed the Shaykh. If you look at the bigger, broader picture in which HaKadosh Baruch was involved in fixing the entire world of which we have no, no, no conception whatsoever really what's going on, then it's Emeslamita. That's Emeslamita. So, now. Now, let's continue for one more moment. Page 6. We have two halachas. Two halachas. Incredible halachas. Nowadays, unfortunately, because of the fact that we live in Golis, although every person who calls himself a rabbi has smicha, goes for a test, studies for a long time, 
takes a test and he's called or he's received smicha, that smicha does not connect to the smicha that Moshe Rabbeinu gave to Yeshua and Yeshua gave to his Talmidim and continued until approximately 100 CE. At that time, the Goyim got involved, they killed all the Rabbanim at Smicha, and Smicha stopped. As a result of that, there's a question as to whether or not our court system nowadays is even valid. And that law is it is, but the question is why, which is something called Stichu Sayakov Dinan. We are judging now as agents of the last judges who had Smicha. It's also a little bit of a complicated issue. But look at the words here. Underlined in the middle of paragraph 14, the block letters. Ain't done in Oisoy. Now, you can only judge really with people who are mumchen and smuchen v'yaretz Yisrael. Okay, now how it works, I'm telling you, it's a fascinating thing how it works. Maybe one day we'll give shear in the whole process. But I would like you to take a look now. It's a little, a little jumpy here, but take a look at the top line of the page. In smaller print, it says the word hasmuchen. But Rambam, Reish, Perek, Dalas, and Ejim, before the Lushen, smicha, Nispashe. Now go to the right side, where it says Sma on the top. It says, Smicha came, Moshe, with Yeshua. I'm reading the paragraph all the way on the right side. Yeshua did it to his students as a Kenim by Yedezeh. Shorso, Shechina, Alehem. These people who received Smicha, which went back to Moshe Rabbeinu, the Shechina rests upon them. The Shechina rests upon them. It's unbelievable. The Shechina rests upon them. Now if you look down below in paragraph 15, paragraph 15, we don't do this any longer. I read about a person who went in front of a courtroom 50, 60, or 70 years ago and did this. Block letters in the middle of paragraph 15, underlined. First line. Tzrichem hadayonim leishev. How is that supposed to sit? Be'ema, be'yira, be'atifa, u'be'kavid roish. Ema yira means the following. I once sat in the dentaira and um, tried to get shima shima, which means I tried to get, uh, you know, practice and exposure to how a person is supposed to, you know, sit, at a, sit and be a dying in a courtroom. And I'm sitting there and there's a table in front of the three judges. And the main judge is a, I don't want to call him a friend of mine, but he's a, He's the biggest expert in Cheshav Mishpat in the country, probably. And uh, I'm very close with him, so I flew into New York to be in a, uh, to be in a, a Besden with him. So I'm sitting in the Besden, and all of a sudden, under the table, I get smacked. <laughs> he smacks me under the table. He tells me, you can't cross your legs, you're a dying. Yeah. You know what that means? Mm-hmm. Ema, Yira, fear. Oh, I'm sitting in front of God. What do you think this is, uh, a lounge? Cell phones. Cross-talking. Guy told me he went down to 26th in California once and the judge took out a cell phone and said, yeah, pick up my cleaners. <laughs> you're really supposed to sit with a talus on. Batifa means wrapped. So wearing a jacket, some people hold is good enough. Okay, now look at the, again, I'm sorry, we're going to go to the left and then back to the right. Top line. Because God is sitting here. This applies even nowadays. God is sitting here. And that's why in a courtroom, this is really, it's not my temperament at all. I've told people, you can't talk now. I mean, you, you, you know, there's a lot of emotions. Somebody says, you owe me a million dollars. The other guy says, I don't. You have to tell a person, you can't talk until he finishes. When he finishes, you can talk. You bring somebody into the courtroom to help you. A lawyer, a toyin. Okay, different thing. It has to be decorum. We're sitting in front of God. Sitting in front of God. Okay. Let's continue. Turn now to page 7, please. Okay. Gemara Saita. A very famous Gemara. Very famous Gemara. I speak about this Gemara quite often. It's a very famous Gemara, but nobody, nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, most people do not quote the whole Gemara. Paragraph 16, the top of page 7. 
40 days before the Vlad is created, Basko Yotzas Vyamerza Basko comes out and says, Bas Plony Pony, this lady is going to marry this man. Everybody knows this Gemara. Everybody knows this Gemara. Marriage. God. Unbelievable. He's involved. He makes Shaduchim. But the next two lines, the next line and a half, is not as famous. Bias Plony Laplony. I live in West Rogers Park. Why? Because I decided to live in West Rogers Park. Why do I live in West Rogers Park? Because I'm a big Kanaka. Why do I live in West Rogers Park and I have a house in Florida? Because I'm a big Kanaka. Why do I live in West Rogers Park and I have a house in Florida and I have a house in Yerushalayim? What's the shot? Bias, plainy, plainy. Forty days before you created, God determined where you're going to live. Bias, plainy, plainy. Good. We think. We make decisions, and however that works, hishtadlus with with bechira, with a kodesh baruch making decisions. Bias play needle play. Next, I'm in a business. What business are you in? Oh, I'm a lawyer. What are you? I'm a doctor. What are you? I own nursing homes. What do you do? Uh, I'm a rabbi. Who decided that? Sada play needle play. Your source of income was also decided by God. How much income you make again? Also. Fantastically interesting philosophical question. Maybe again one day we'll talk about this. The issue of Bechira versus the issue of Ishtadlus. But the Maisa, this part of the Gemara is not so well known. 40 days before a child's born, Bas Plani Plani. 40 days before a person is born, Bias Plani Plani. Sada Plani Plani. This Gemara does not apply to non Jews. Non Jews do not get this special attention. This applies to Jews. Okay, now, this applies to Jews. And when you have a dentire between two Jews, what are you adjudicating about? What are you adjudicating about? Their money, their houses, their fields. You're adjudicating about Ruchnius. This is spirituality in the form of Gashmius. Because what a person owns was predetermined by God. That's what the women were saying. God's in the courtroom talking about what he gave us. <laughs> and we had to decide what he gave us. It's not God's not in the courtroom and we're deciding what we get. God's in the courtroom. He's helping the judges decide what belongs to whom because of what he gave. Let's continue. There were two brothers. I remember when I got engaged, my brother came to speak, came to the, uh, came to L'chaim. I, I never remember which one's which. The Vart, the L'chaim, whichever he came. So he spoke, he said, I want to speak. My only brother. I said, I look, open up the Chubbish, I want to speak about brothers. Who am I going to speak about? Cain and Hevel. Who am I going to speak about? Yitzhak and Yishmael. Yaakov and Esav. You know, does that, you know, until you get to Moshe Aaron, it's not so, you know, not, not too good with brothers over there, right? Okay, anyways. Look at two brothers here. Paragraph 17, very short on the line, Rashi and Chumash Pashas Vayishach. Yaakov Avinu says, Yesh li kol. Yaakov Avinu is having a discussion with his brother. He says, Yesh li kol, I have what I need. Says Rashi, kol sipukai, I have what I need. Kol sipukai, I have everything I need. V'yesav, di bevelashen gaiv. Yesh li roiv. Yosev, yosev, mechdei I have more than I need. Well, why is that gaiv? What's the guy who says he has more than he needs? What's the guy? What's the guy? What, what, what's he hoarding about? He has more than he needs. What's, what's he hoarding? What's the answer? The answer is like this. What do you mean you have more than you need? Oh, God made a mistake? Go, God's not involved. What do you mean you have more than you need? God gave you exactly what you need. I, what should I do with what I have? Good, that's a good child. Go speak to your own. <laughs> Go learn Muslim and figure it out. What should I do with what I have? Good child. When Reichman went to Rishach, whatever it was, 92, went to Rishach, and he said to Rishach, I have enough money that none of my great-grandchildren will ever have to work a day in their life. And I want to stop working. I want to go learn in Kailu. I wonder if I have permission. Rishach said, no. Can't go. Rishach, Torah man. Can't go learn in Kailu. Why not? In those days, he was giving Rishach, this is what they say, $100 million a year to give up its stock. 
I'm not sure. Can you imagine that? I'm not sure who has a better Olamah. You or me. I'm not sure. That's not sure. Then he said, a better Olamah? I think I have a better Olamah than you do. Shaq lived in a three-room apartment over there in the back of the thing, back at least, or whatever. I have a better I have a better Olamah than you, because I'm whatever. Whatever he told me. I don't know who said. I'm teaching Torah. You are supporting Kal Yeshua. Esav said, Yeshli Roy, I have more than I need. There's no such thing. Yeshli Kal, I have what I need. Now figure out what to do with it. Does it mean gold-plated handles in your kitchen? Or does it mean whatever? Giving tzedakah, chesed, helping people, whatever it means. Okay. Next. Next. Let's take a summation right now. There's an Issa the Raisa to go to a non-Jewish court. There's a Mikhtab Leo who says that a Kodesh Baruch who sits in the courtroom and Dan Den Emes There's a Gemara in Saita that says everything that we own has a connection to spirituality. There's a Rashi in Bayishlach who says that the defining difference between ya- one of the defining differences between Yaakov and Esav is whether it's Yeshli Raiv or Yeshli Koyal. So now, I ask you a question. If somebody adjudicates is it now Shutif Bemaisa Bereshis? Or is it only in the courtroom where God sits? Where is it? Where is it? Fascinating thing to think about. Now we're up to about six weeks of, you know, fighting it out with this guy over here. First three weeks he said, yeah, it looks like it's uh, you know, pretty powerful. Anarchy. Din. Emes. Sholem. And now, that's so sure. Emes Lamitoi. Yeshli Kol. Yeshli Roiv. Okay, now let's do the last thing. There's a Rashi down below in, in Parshish Devarim. I should mention in paragraph 18, Taisus says that the Pshat in Emes Lamito, I underline in paragraph 18, Afal Pisha Yidon Adayin Den Emes, and it's Tarif Lazar, Avas Adayin Lazako, he said, also the Chayv Lahavilamito. Tesis says, not like Rav Deslin. He says, Din Amislamita means if a judge judges correctly, but his judgment is tainted because he has ava to one of the litigants and not to the other one, that's not Lamita. Even though if he judges correctly. Because Saif calls Saif, inside of him, he's not 100%. This is a very difficult. I have a question of a Din Torah coming up, and I, I called this person who I consult with in Cheshire, I said, I, I don't feel comfortable taking the Dintari because I, I I know one side better than I know the other side. And I told him that up front. I told the sides. I said, listen, you know, I know these people. I don't know you. And I really don't want to do this. And they, they said they want me to do it anyways. They really want me to do it anyways. Okay, I'm not sure if I'm going to do it. I'm just saying, but it's not so partial. Remember Patty Hearst? Yeah, remember Patty Hearst? You know, she was judged. One of the, you know, her father owned. Remember her father? Yeah. What was he? Yeah. Newspaper magnet, right? You know all those. So, one of the judges who was judging her in her trial was a was a best friend to her father. But he says, "I can judge without being, you know, under gale though." So one of our bayim called us over in the middle of learning. He said, "This is Fakir from Halacha. He's your best friend." You can judge without being prejudiced. Come who you can. Who you can. Listen to this. Rashi says in the bar like this. This is a very scary. Underline paragraph nineteen. Moshe said. Moshe said. I said. I can't judge the people. What do you mean you can't judge the people? Adam a person who took the Jews out of Mitzrayim for Karelah Mesayam and cut the yam, hired someone, brought down the man, he gives the slob, brought down the slob. He can't judge two Jews. The Kachamalah. Hashem Alekechem. Here be Eschem. 
You lifted up the Jewish people, al you put the Jewish people on top of the judges. What does that mean? If a judge judges incorrectly, he gets punished. Who wants to judge these people? Shlomo has a problem judging. He says, the smartest individual who ever lived. We're not like the other judges of the world. If a judge who's non-Jewish kills somebody through his judgment, there's no problem. Ani, I, if I judge incorrectly, I'm going to get punished for taking away money incorrectly. Who can judge the Jewish people? Rashi says, that a non-Jewish judge makes a mistake, there's no big deal. Turn to the last page, Rabbi Sam. Turn to the last page. Page 20, one of the most famous Shalos and Shubas Svarim written in the 1800s, quotes this Rashi. In the middle of the underline, he says, it's the third line of the underline, he says, it's, it's a stira. It's a stira to the Yushalmi, who says that when you judge even a non-judge, even a non-Jewish judge, it's, it, 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 it's, it's not possible that you say it's Eimbekachlum. Shechem was killed because they didn't have judges. What could it be? So he wants the answer, unbelievable answer, that a Jewish judge who's Chayev, even on Gezel, he says, um, he's Chayev even in Dine Shamayim. Even in Dine Shemayim. And a non Jewish judge is not. I've never done this before, Rabbi Sai, in any shear that I've ever given. And that is the following If a judge judges two non Jews in a non Jewish court, does he become a partner to a Kurdish Baruch or my separations? You know what my answer is? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I could tell you, I could make a case to tell you absolutely. Absolutely. Shechem was killed because of not having judges. There's anarchy in the world with not having judges. Aldin Emes is Sholem, we lived through it as we said at the beginning of this year. Mitzad Shani, HaKadosh Baruch was in the courtroom, only in the Jewish courtroom. That which we own is spiritual in nature. Etc. all the proofs that we brought in both sides of the fence. But I want to say something. No matter which way it goes, no matter which way it goes, there's no shaila at all that a judge adjudicating for two non-Jews in a non-Jewish court is doing something very important. There's no question about it. No question about it. And I want to say something else. Now, I left my house when I was 13 years old, my mother didn't tell me for, I don't know, maybe 20 years. The saddest day in her life is the day I left Boston and went to Yeshiva in New York. And I became a Yeshiva guy. Those people who may be parents of Yeshiva guys um, know that at the age of 17 or 18 or 19, you can have a son who can become a Kanoi. A Kanoi. Doesn't want to eat this, doesn't want to do that, doesn't want to go here, doesn't want to go there, this, etc. I became a Kanoi. And one of the things that happens in Kanoi is anybody know how to translate the word Kanoi? Fanatic. Fanatic, okay. Fanatic might be a good word, maybe. And I, I want to say like this. I said, you know, once I started learning, I said, well, come on. The only thing that counts is halacha. The, 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 the non-Jewish laws, that are written, they're worthless. That's, that's a Kanoi. It's like an 18, 19-year-old Kanoi. It's a stage everybody goes through. You know, you, you you get tapped into the power of Torah, and then you, hopefully, you grow out of it. You know, some people never grow out of it, but hopefully you grow out of it. I want to tell you something. I have so much respect for the creation of law. Now, I'm not here to say that every law that's made is pristine, and we all have all our titles and what the government did this, the government did that, and taxes this, and taxes that. For a group of people to sit down and create a law, is unbelievably difficult. It's unbelievably difficult. It's unbelievably difficult to create a law that's going to work and then to think of all the ramifications of what that law will do. 
and how that law will impact. It's unbelievable. Even Chazal sometimes had a pullback on something that they did because it was Xerish and Atsibi but the people couldn't accept it. It's a very challenging thing. It's always easy to criticize people who do things. That's the easiest thing in the world. That takes no sweat. Doesn't take brains, doesn't take sweat, nothing, you know, criticize. To really think through and try to figure out what you can do in a situation, it's so hard. It's so hard. So much respect. Okay, now, I, I give you a very current example. I, I was told, I shouldn't leave it on, I can leave it on tape. They told me there's a new restaurant trying to open up on Devon. A Mokhatika restaurant, you know what I'm talking about. There's a strip mall over there, right? You know why it hasn't opened yet? Hasn't opened yet. You know why? Zoning. What? Zoning? No. They can't find anybody to work. Oh, yeah. Can't find any employees. Why can't they find any employees? And they're all getting welfare. What's that? Unemployment benefits. Unemployment benefits. <laughs> Weren't unemployment benefits good? No. Well, <laughs> now we say they're no good. During Corona, we said they were good, right? People getting unemployment benefits. What happened as a result? People said, why should I go to work? I'm getting stimulus money. I'm getting unemployment money. Why should I go to work? And they Many retailers are dying to get employees. They can't get any employees. There's a law, with, you know, everybody, people say, whether, you know, who said what, and Trump and Biden and Democrats and Republicans and this and that, back and forth. But at the end of the day, you know, it's very difficult to be so far reaching and understanding. Very hard. Only Kurdish Baruch who can do it. Men do their best job that they can do. Very challenging. Very challenging. Now, this is the springboard. Because now we have two more shurim left. And those shurim are about Dina, the Malchusa, Dina. We live with laws. We live with laws. And we're going to talk about all types of laws. Real laws that really affect us and really have an impact on how we live. And uh, we're going to see, starting next year, you know, what it means and how it happens.